the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Fans, welcome back for Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 52, where this week we are going to talk Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. But first, as always, we are brought to you by the Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1. Written by Vinnie Berry, 35 short stories across the wrestling landscape. The big surprise is each book comes autographed by one of 11 wrestlers featured in the book. He also wrote the book Lance by Chance. We've talked about it before. If you want to hear about the lost Von Eric cousin and the wild life he lived outside of wrestling, anybody can enjoy this book. We are also brought to you by our first musical guest, A.O. Money Meach. Brought you the album, Graham. Check it out. Dave, this week, we're talking Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Dave's working double time on getting the show promoted, making sure everybody's comfortable. It's a wild day in the Smith household. Yeah, not everybody's comfortable. That's the problem, you know? You got some people a little high strung, and then you got some people a little too comfortable. Maybe they they fallen asleep or something, you know? Something happened. I'm just, just talking shop here. Who knows? I know a little behind the scenes action, but you know, <laughs> Dave, you're used to making it work with people that are a little high strung. So yeah, you I got do. you got experience in it. Oh, yeah, high strung, low strung. I've done it all, baby. Big, <laughs> small, <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> I like them all sizes. <laughs> now, Dave, this week we are talking Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Did you enjoy this more? than the first movie yes 
And I'll tell you why. It's funny. The pace was good, like we always talk about, but there were points where I'm like, hour and a half once. Yeah, I'm like, eh. I was like, I don't know. But then there were points where it was, I laughed a little more at this. And I think that's because in this movie in particular, Mike Myers really focused more, I thought, on the Dr. Evil character. Like, I thought Dr. Evil really came into his own in this movie. Yeah, I think part of it, too, was they laid the groundwork for him in the first one. So you're more familiar with him mm-hmm. and maybe getting some of that exposition out of the way with Dr. Evil made it a lot easier. I mean, the movie starts with him. Right. Yeah. I just thought they, they did a really good job at laughing at themselves and some of the stuff they were doing, too. Like the fourth wall, like there was a thing where they were kind of making fun of, like, uh, you know, storyline plots. And yeah. I think it's Dazzle or whoever just says, try not to think about it too much. And then he looks at the, like the camera and goes, that goes for you too. <laughs> yeah. And that works. Cause like we said in the first review, he's Basil exposition. So he's filling in all those plot points. Now I want to get to something because since I'm the editor and AJ's episode comes out on Friday, fuck him. But he was talking about our intro video and oh. we all look homeless. Uh-huh. I look like I just rolled out of bed, AJ. You're uh-huh. the one with the goddamn sweatshirt on. I got the podcast logo over my heart. <laughs> I breathe for this. I'm living. I die for this. But on on well, to Chevy's good. point, since it is his birthday, happy birthday, Chevy. Chevy. Uh, he probably was the best. And I mean, I think we all knew what we were going for that day. I think he's just <laughs> mad because Robert Carpel has called him out on that Florida State gear. <laughs> But getting back to the point at hand, the movie, Dr. Evil uses a device he comes up with that he calls a time machine to travel back to 1969 to remove Austin Powers' mojo. Mm. Now, I got this from Michael Hutchinson on IMDb. So he wrote, the sexually wounded swinger must travel back in time with the help of Agent Felicity Shagwell, featured right there, to recover his vitality. Meanwhile, Dr. Evil's personal life runs amok as he discovers love, continues to shun his son, and develops a close relationship with himself. Mm. Well, actually, a clone one-eighth his size who he de- dubs Mini-Me. The always time-baffled Dr. Evil begins his plan to put a gigantic cannon on the moon, thus turning it into a device either called the Death Star or Alan Parson Project, <laughs> depending on which name is available. I thought this movie was a good follow-up to the original Austin Powers like we talked about at the top rotten tomatoes did not feel the same 52% on the tomato meter 71% audience score. Mm. Do you think that's fair for this movie and uh, anybody watching? Let us know in the comments, by the way, too. I don't know. I, in a way, I thought it was funnier than the first one in a lot of ways. Just some of the silly stuff, but I mean, I like it. Like when, to me, one of the great classic moments, especially if you know the show and you know, the, time period like when he's on jerry springer and like they i was about that. to bring that up that is such a sign of the times that jerry springer is involved yeah. and i was listening to the commentary and the fact that jerry springer got into a fight with him mm-hmm. was they asked jerry like what's one thing that's never happened on the show and he never became involved in the fight so that was something for the movie and I mean, the show's still going today, but that felt like 1999 right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, basically bleep out everything he says. And it's just so great because he's totally playing the type of people you would see on Jerry Spring on that time period. But 
he's still dressed as this eccentric Dr. Evil character. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's what makes it. And that's where they, you know, they kind of went a little, a little out there with this one, but that's what I enjoyed about it. Now for our wrestling fans out there, which character on the left side of that set would Brian Kendrick most fit in that costume? I'm not going to make you answer that. There was like a Klansman, a Nazi, uh, somebody okay. else. Cause it was like fathers trying to take over the world. Right. Right. That was a terrible joke that went nowhere. Don't worry. I about had to like it. think back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like, make sure like you didn't answer it and be like, Dave, it's live. We can't cut that out. <laughs> the movie obviously stars Mike Myers again, playing Austin powers, Dr. Evil and adding fat bastard to the mix. Yeah. Like we it said earlier, Heather Graham is Felicity Shagwell. Mm -hmm. Gotta be one of the stars of the movie. Whatever happened, uh, who was the girl in the first one there? Elizabeth Hurley. She was featured in the first scene of this movie. Right. I think to tie up her character, I it was an odd choice because she was really just there for the opening scene. They were doing special effects and they had different things they were using. Oh, yeah, to make her a fembot. I, I think they just used her for this one scene. I think they played with the film back and forth. Okay, interesting. Michael York returned as Basil Exposition. There Robert a, Wagner is number there a, two. It's a quiet return here, too. Couple in the quiet returns. Yeah, in the beginning, when I forget what they called here, but the guy that basically he's watching the Springer show, it was like the guy who got ran over by the Zamboni. Yep. Yes, he was back in here. And that is notable because he comes from the Groundlings group, and so does who is the other quiet return in this movie? Well, the one that popped in my head was Will Ferrell. He was, he's also from the Groundlings, and he he's the other character in this movie that died in the first one, mm -hmm. but returns in this one. Because he's in the 60s, so they can play off that a little bit. Yeah. Similar and jokes, too. There was a lot of vagina. This was, there was, I want to hump a lot was in this. Yeah. What, Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun, like, got a lot of actors of the era. Like, Rob Lowe plays young yeah. number two. Seth Green returns as Scott Evil. Mindy Sterling, also another groundling, returns as Frau Fabicina. Vern mm -hmm. Troyer making the debut as Mini-Me, bursting onto the scene. Right, and Elizabeth Hurley reprising a role as Vanessa Kensington for one scene. And that angers one of our fans later who commented. I did enjoy it. Again, I thought some of this goes off the rails, but I guess I, I thought that was kind of good. It was Dr. Evil and what's her name again? The, that's not stop. Ah! You know, the, the lady. With yeah. The, yeah. The lovemaking scene. <laughs> they made Scotty evil. <laughs> oh, God. There was so much. And they did. They really expounded a lot more upon Dr. Evil in this one. Yeah. It was almost like his featured movie, it felt like, with Austin Powers kind of peppered in there. It's like, yeah, and it's a very quotable film. Like, I'm just looking at it now, you know, one of my, it, like, unibrow, like the head of the lady, the love interest, right? And and it's like, I call it a Belgium dip. You know, that's how we drink it. You know? and one of my favorites is, it's what the French call, I don't know what. <laughs> You know, it's just little stuff like that. It was written by Michael Myers and Michael McCullers, directed by Jay Roach again. And they had a lot of producers on this one. Emma Chasen, associate producer, Michael DeLuca, Donna Longley, executive producers, mm. John S. Lyons, Eric McLeod, Demi Moore returning, Mike Myers, all producers on this, Erwin Stoff, executive producer, 
and Jennifer and Suzanne Todd, both producers. I don't know really what else to say about this film, though. That's the thing when we talk about these movies, like they're fun. You know, they're a quick watch. They fly right by. They're silly humor. Like it says at one point, don't overthink it. There's some humor that maybe is a little too toilet humor. Like maybe you're, you know, like where he drinks the actual shit at one point. You know? Oh, yeah. I He's talked in the commentary specifically about fat bastard being the most vulgar character he played mm. but there were definitely a lot of like wild jokes in this one yeah. especially yeah with drinking like fat bastard shit when it was thinking it was coffee and yeah, i mean these risky. are fun movies but like do you think that's why comedy movies get such a low rating from this time because they are just fun stupid laughs yeah it's also interesting to think the time period of this film like again it's comedy but you don't see a lot of films like this anymore a character like fat bastard do we get that too often today like you know what i mean in the oversensitive culture we have sometimes no offense like you know is this just fat shaming this isn't entertaining this is fat shaming should we not do this what about you know this fat bastard even like kind of like going after it with heather graham there where she's doing her it takes to be the spy where he's like yeah. oh you're a little frisky you know is austin powers a little rapey <laughs> you know do i make the whole like fat bastard the name wouldn't even exist because that would be a trigger i think right right so but i mean at the time this thing had a around a 33 million dollar budget according to imdb hmm. it grossed about 206 billion or wow. 206 million then, yeah 40,000 86 dollars in u.s and canada i do want to say when i was saying fuck i was actually assuming you were going to say million when i heard billion i was about to say yeah. wait look at it again no way this I, yeah i was looking at it because that forty thousand, it just sits weird in between all those commas mm-hmm. 312 million sixteen thousand nine hundred and twenty eight grossed worldwide and its opening weekend was 17 million nine hundred and eighty one thousand nine hundred june 13th 1999 now those are wild numbers uh, another fun fact rob lowe's impression of robert wagner was so good because he had been doing it for years before the movie because he dated one of wagner's daughters oh, according to imdb so it was a funny thing now some of your f- favorite scenes from this movie i like the intro when he's so into being in love and then he gets attacked by this robot and it just hits him that he's single again and right. he just goes from like depressed to like dancing naked down to the lobby, redoing that joke from the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one that Ryan Damon would like eliminated because we'll get to one fan thought right now. Cause he said fat bastard and mini me were great. Love Heather Graham. The opening scene being eliminated and burned would be good. I think it's good because it fills in a storyline from the first one and continues right. that along yeah you need that maybe he's saying he could get rid of the dance scene but i didn't have a problem with it i thought it went a little long if anything but like you know i mean like i got the joke it is what it's the kind of humor you're going to expect from a movie like this also i never really noticed this before but is the hair all shaped on his chest basically a penis i believe so hmm. i would have to go back and see but I'm sorry, the Will Ferrell scene's playing on my TV now, and I was just getting <laughs> caught up in it. Now, the dick rocket shooting across space and mm. the way it went from person to person to person describing it, Woody. you know, falling on Willie Nelson at one point. Mm-hmm. 
like that whole scene cracked me up. Were there any other scenes in this movie that you enjoyed? That one was good. Woody Harrelson, when you said, I do love, again, I, I have to put it over one more time. The Jerry Springer one was one of my favorites right in the beginning. That was a really good opening scene, I thought. Dr. Evil making love was a little weird, but also kind of funny at times too. Memorable scene. I'll say that. Yeah. Man, I really, it's more about the one-liners and the comments. Again, Dr. Evil, I think, just shines in this, you know, like little mini me's humping. Can you not hump the freaking laser, please? Daddy's working. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, you complete me. It's just a, the way he delivers this stuff. It's, it's silly and it's over the top, but yeah, the way Mini Me would like bite people, yeah. or he left Roadkill in Scott's bed, like just the yeah. whole interplay between him and Doctor Evil was great. Yeah, and we find out again Jerry Springer's revisit at the end, and we find out who Scott Evil's mom is and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought it tied together great. I mean, the whole movie it just flew by so fast. And that's one thing that I'm really missing because I like longer movies and I do like the movies that are being made nowadays, but we just keep talking about how these hour and a half fly by. And I mean, the, we got to do the trilogy next week, right? I mean, we're just going to go right to Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, right? I was going to save it, but you know, we're running together. Like these winter storms are fucking us up. Dave's got to get his water in. Sorry. I know it's not, but I'm thirsty. I've been fucking running around. <laughs> Now, yeah. we'll get to some fan thoughts. Sure. Amy Flexer posted two gifts about this. Mm -hmm. One was, I also like to live dangerously. And the other one said, yeah, baby, yeah. Friend Leah Hastings from high school said, you may already know my thoughts. Because she watched this movie countless numbers of times with my buddy who she was dating at the time. Mm. And she just, huge Austin Powers fan. Jason Gross, I liked the movie. Bartek Panawicki, loved it. Former guest of the show, Kevin Kelton, said not realistic at all. And we know he's kidding. Who Kevin Kelton? He's been on our show? Yeah, he did the More Perfect Union podcast. He oh. for SNL. Yeah, yeah. When you said Jason Gross, I started thinking of like people oh, like the Facebook and Randy's. Yep. I'm like, oh, you mean a professional guest we had. Yes, Kevin Kelton. Yeah. <laughs> now Zach Charlewood said groovy baby. Lee What's Thorne up, got oh, up. Man. He said, I couldn't ever get into any of these Austin Powers movies. So when I talk to Lee later on unscripted violence, pro wrestling talk, we'll fucking hash that out. Goddamn right. Shout Carol out Lee. On a wiki. It's my favorite Bond movie. I thought they nailed a lot of the Bond elements well, you yeah. know, from like styling their villains after them to the music that they chose. Mark Zarati, it's incredibly stupid. <laughs> if you know Mark, you are not surprised by that. He is tattooed on his head. He is tattooed all over. He's probably tattooed on his ass, but I'm not mm. going to ask him. Kelsey Cody said, I can't believe my mother let me watch it, but I loved it. And now the mothership group chimes in. Kenny Culler, love it. Harry Priest, favorite of the three. I don't know. Like, I remember Goldmember being pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But now we're going to get to watch it. So I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I, yeah, cause I, I watched all these favorite. years ago and I remember them all being funny. Obviously, the first one is good, but the following two build up on the universe that they set there. I'm just thinking of Danny DeVito. Ah, mini me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by that point, Austin Powers had gotten so big. What do you think a 2021 Austin Powers movie or God, 2020, probably three by the time it comes out, Austin Powers movie? What's it going to be like? 
Oh, I can't even imagine. It's going to be silly. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be over the top. Hopefully it stays true to what made it good. And it evolves a little bit in some ways because I don't know. I don't know how it how it works. I, I'm I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what a Michael Myers looks like as Austin Powers in 2023, too. Yeah, I mean, I bet they could do it with makeup. I think it's just going to be the content of the jokes. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, Dr. Evil is kind of timeless, right? Because he's got like the... The face that's like almost all made up and everything and the bald head. Yeah. So, I'd just be curious to see how everything looks. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he settles down in 2023, right? He, he meets an actual somebody. Oh, wow. see, I didn't even think about what Dr. Evil would be like nowadays. I was thinking more got like the content of the jokes and kind of Mike Myers. But yeah, oh, actually, Evil. yeah. But in the, the third one, too, they kind of end up. They're like brothers or something, I think I remember. There's something that uh, happens where they're connected. We'll have Spoiler to watch alert for the next yeah. episode. Yeah, people came out 20 years ago. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, probably that one because what the first one came out 25 years ago, you said yeah. about this time. So ask me this question next week because I want to see how that, that's going to be fresh in my mind. I want to know how that actually plays out in the story. Okay, yeah, because it'll be easier to tell where the fourth could go from. They, the do, they, they do seem to like at least it's as silly as it is and not like as much as just kind of just a bunch of jokes. They seem to like continue the storylines. They play off everything. Yeah, they're pretty good with continuity, which always helps. And just knowing their jokes like I can't wait to see Will Ferrell return. I think if they get him, that'll be they got him when he was an unknown in the first ones, and now he's going to be like a huge star coming in. Out of everybody we know that contributes to this podcast, who is the Austin Powers <laughs> of our group? It's got to be AJ because he's so not self-aware. I was going to say, you could include like Randy. You can include everybody like, you know, whoever. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, know, that's an interesting one. Yeah, who's our Austin Powers? Who's our Dr. Evil? <laughs> Ooh, Dr. Evil. Yeah, I don't know. So be something to think about next week, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that out in the Facebook groups, and hopefully we'll come back with an answer to that one on Gold Member. God, wrapping up with a third one next week. What do you think it is about these Austin Powers movies that work so well? And why do they work as a trilogy? It's just mindless, funny entertainment. You don't have to think about too hard. You're just having fun. But even through all that, like I said, uh, everything makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, they're not afraid to poke fun of themselves and acknowledge that. Yeah, 100%. Guys, I think we've said about all we can say about this movie. And more. <laughs> too bad Edge couldn't make it. Catch him on the live show today. Edge is killing it on episode and uh, so look at I don't know if you caught that, but I also wrote episode 132, and I think I oh yeah, it. it's already changed. I fixed it. Oh okay, it was I, on thought, I was like morning. episode n. Like where is this coming out in Russia or something? That looks episode like the translation. 132. But guys, thank you for joining us again for the comedy cast, and we will talk to you again next week. Later, you filthy animals. Yeah, you already know what time it is, nigga. Just cause you ain't heard from me in a while doesn't mean I wasn't working. Niggas thought I was gone, but now it's no, no funny games no more when I'm back, right? Hey, yo, Kim, we finna drop a bomb on these niggas, yo. It's that B-O-M-B, bitch. Let's get it. Ah! Hey, 
Y'all thought I was gone, but I'm back on my bullshit Said I couldn't win, but I'm back on my bullshit Thought that I would lose, but I'm back on my bullshit Now watch me run this game, cause I'm back on my bullshit Oh, y'all thought I was gone, but I'm back on my bullshit Said I couldn't win, but I'm back on my bullshit Thought that I would lose, but I'm back on my bullshit Now watch me run this game, cause I'm back on my bullshit Ain't stressing life, I'm just having fun But I can't rest until I'm number one See, I'm a Jedi with the mic A beast with the bars I flow the universe to take my place amongst the stars Your flow is better than mine Don't be lying through your teeth Cause I know real from fake and I can hear it in your speech See, I'm cleaner than some bleach But fresher than the ozone Smashing twin sisters, tell that nigga Roger go home My flow so fresh, flow so fresh I had to say it twice Rappers try and match my skills and flow But they just not that nice I got more bars than life And every track is like a sentence I'm meeting all these rappers With the words inside a sentence I'm never taught to be weak And I take that as a blessing No offense for my mistakes My dog, I'm trying to learn a lesson I'm back to work to get to chopping these fables And if you bring nothing to it Don't even sit at my table, you bitch Y'all thought I was gone, but I'm back on my bullshit Said I couldn't win But I'm back on my bullshit Thought that I would lose But I'm back on my bullshit Now watch me run this game Cause I'm back on my bullshit Oh y'all thought I was gone But I'm back on my bullshit Said I couldn't win But I'm back on my bullshit Th Thought that I would lose But I'm back on my bullshit Now watch me run this game Cause I'm back on my bullshit Ain't stressing life I'm just having fun But, but I can't rest until I'm number one I got 99 problems 98 of them bitches But I don't chase no hoe Lace up and chase my riches I do what I do, talk like I talk Roll with the crew, we walk like we walk Real tall niggas look like tree stalks Ain't kill nobody, you outlined in chalk You see my style, respect my swag Me new flow, put the money in the bag Trying to get right, cop a brand new Jag Raised like a G, but my pants don't sag Born to get money, I'm fulfilling my dreams Check me if you can But everything as it seems I'm getting money every day Without touching the beams And my life is like a movie I be living out memes I be killing these flows I be sick with the bars I be fucking these hoes And trying to cop fancy cars I be hustling for dough And shooting straight for the stars This is me, but don't confuse me For me, Chon Mars, you bitch Y'all thought I was gone But I'm back on my bullshit Said I couldn't win But I'm back on my bullshit thought that i would lose but i'm back on my bullshit now watch me run this game cause i'm back on my bullshit oh y'all thought i was gone but i'm back on my bullshit said i couldn't win but i'm back on my bullshit thought that i would lose but i'm back on my bullshit now watch me run this game cause i'm back on my bullshit ain't, ain't, ain't stressing life i'm just having fun But I can't rest until I'm number one. It's Meech. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod 
at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then, as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 